Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Mother of three and military wife Harriet Westcott set up her business Cover Me Baby back in 2018. After years of frustration at the number of baby products on the market and the lack of products with multiple uses, Harriet designed her own product, the multi-use breastfeeding cover, a five-in-one product that can be popped in your changing bag and used for a range of baby admin tasks. Harriet, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Okay, as I always do at the beginning of these podcasts, if you could just maybe tell us a little bit, little bit more about yourself, and we've had a brief uh, overview of how, why and how you started the business, but if you could maybe just tell us a little bit more about that story, that would be wonderful. Yeah, sure. So um, I actually trained as a primary school teacher um, before having children. Um, so that was my sort of life pre, pre-motherhood. Um, and then um, my son Joshua was born in 2012. Um, and I decided, uh, we decided as a family that I would give up teaching and I would become a full-time um, mum. Uh, we then went on to have Henry in 2015 and Ellie in 2017, um, and I didn't go. I didn't go back into into teaching. And then, um, as as you said at the beginning, um, I just got you know having had all the baby gear and having then had three children. I then was on my third child. I had this bag that was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with the sort of amount of stuff that I had to carry around with me: snacks for the toddler and <laughs> drinks and wet wipes and everything. Um, and I just got to say, I just thought, gosh, it would be so useful to have a product which does lots of different things. So I'm not constantly trying to remember the breastfeeding cover and the and the ring cover and a, an extra blanket in case they get cold. Um, and I just couldn't find anything on the market. So we lived in the States for, for a year um, and I saw some quite cool products out there when we were out there. Um, but when I came back to the UK and we had our third child, there was just nothing on the market, nothing suitable. Um, and so I spoke to my husband about it and, um, eventually in the nicest possible way, he said, well, look, you know, either stop talking about it or go and make something yourself. And so I'm quite stubborn. And so I just sort of shrugged, sulked for a bit. I said, okay, fine. I'll make something myself. I, am. Um, I have, a, my grandmother is amazing at sewing. I fortunately haven't inherited her skills. And so the, the first product, the first sort of prototype I made, I actually stapled together two pieces of material because I could see in my head what I wanted to create, um, um, but I just didn't have the sewing skills to create it, even though it's quite a simple, simple design. Anyway, I then got some prototypes made up and I gave them to some friends because obviously I thought it was a really useful product, but yeah. you don't know whether anyone else is going to find it. And yeah, everybody that had the cover said, gosh, this is, this is great because, you know, I might breastfeed with it, but actually I might not, but that's okay because actually there's other uses and so many things you buy as as a new mum and you think oh this is amazing and then three months later you're not using it because the baby you know you stop breastfeeding or the baby's doing something else developmentally but obviously the idea with the cover is that you it starts when they're newborn and you either use it as a breastfeeding cover a cover to express um or a cover for the for the little car seat obviously you can't put it in on the car seat when the car seat's in the car but if you're out and about the car seat goes into the wheels you can pop it over then um, or a blanket. And then as they get bigger, if you stop breastfeeding, or even if you haven't stopped breastfeeding and you, the, the child is doing a bit more, um, you can use it for a cover for the car seat or for the, um, sorry, not the car seat, the high chair or for the shopping trolley. And again, it's still useful as a blanket, a burp cloth and all those things as well. 
um yeah and I just kind of went from there really I decided that I didn't want it to just be a small little sort of hobby I wanted to go big um and so in 2018 we put it forward for the made for mums um awards they do um annual awards where it's tested by celebrities and and, and mums um and we won the gold for the best breastfeeding accessory which I think really the kind of catalyst then that actually this is a great product it is a product that people want to buy um and um and it went from and it went from there really so i um have a small manufacturer in the uk uh, a couple of manufacturers actually because one of the one of my um aspirations was that it was made in the uk there's lots of yeah. you can go to china you can go anywhere you know abroad and get these products made you know incredibly cheaply um but for me it was about um you know new came manufacturing um a lower sort of carbon footprint for the company um yeah. and, and keeping it sort of much more uk uk based um and yeah from going from strength to strength really that's wonderful i mean and winning that award must have been such a it must have been such a good feeling as you say to know that it's saying this is a good product it's not just you thinking it is so that must have been amazing yeah it was a real seal of approval yes um, yeah 100 percent. so obviously you've, you've got a product you know that it's a good product and you've had the feedback what was the next stage for you because I guess you presumably wanted to sell it retail did you also think about going wholesale how did the that's part of the business sort of start and, and where did you first start selling it so I knew that I had to have um I had to have a website mm. um but that I think possibly went into it slightly naively as um you know I just thought oh, well, you just have a product it's great everyone wants to buy it you know and actually it's, it's very difficult in hindsight I've looked back and realized I probably would have done things slightly differently but my, for me it was just getting the getting the word out there so um I set up an Instagram Facebook account had the website and from there really just tried to grow things organically lots of friends and family buying it um lots of posting on social media I did a couple of baby shows to begin with yeah. A um, couple of big London ones, um, which were fantastic, but the difficulty with that is that they're quite expensive yeah. to be there and exhibit in the first place. So actually, you're not making any money, but you're getting the product out there and you're meeting other other baby brands, which is great because you can collaborate with them and things like that. And then it's been a bit of a rocky road since then, to be honest, because I think you know the difficulty is we hit COVID yeah. in the beginning of 2020. I was at home with three children. Um, my husband was overseas. Um, and so actually it's been, you know, it's been very difficult to push it since then, really. Retailers aren't wanting to, to buy new products and the sort of wholesale side of things dried up a bit. And so yeah. I think really now I'm in the process of, of really getting to grips with, with all of it again, really. It's almost yeah. kind of been reborn this year um, because sort of, I've almost had to write 2020 and, and the beginning of 2021 off, really. Yeah, um, I think because yeah. obviously e-commerce has been has seen massive boost from yeah. COVID, obviously, because we're all stuck at home. We can't go out and shop. We have to buy it all online. But... You know, somebody like you, I guess the product is a product that you use when you're not at home. So you've unfortunately been one of those that hasn't had that great boom. But going back to the website, did you build your website or did you have somebody else to do it? And what did you build it with? So again, this has been a bit of a rocky road. So I knew that I probably could, if I put myself to it, committed myself to it, I probably could have created a website. But for me, it wasn't about, you know, I didn't want to learn to, to make websites. And actually, I, I don't, I didn't really have the time um, to, to create my website. So I met a lady. So I did a course right at the beginning called the Unsung Heroes, which is for military um, dependents. I hate that word, but to go along. And if you had a business idea, you could go and you could meet people and you could get ideas and how you might start your business. And I met a lady there who was a website designer. So she worked with me and we created a website on WordPress 
Uh, but I never really got on with it. And I actually found it very difficult. And anytime I wanted to change anything, I was finding myself having to go back to her and pay more money yeah. because I, I couldn't get to grips with the back end of it at all. And eventually, actually, she turned around and said, look, I, I kind of feel a little bit guilty that I've taken you down this route. And now, you know, you're not able to manage it yourself. Yeah. And so then speaking to another member of the military community, she put me in touch with somebody else who actually moved it all across to Shopify yeah. at the beginning of this year. And I'm much happier with it now. I'm happy to manipulate the back end. I've even put a little bit of code into the back end to help bits and pieces. So I feel much more comfortable on that on that platform. Yeah. And that's really helped. It's much really more helped. user-friendly, isn't it? I, I did find, I'm okay with WordPress now, but I, I do remember, and I was I was used to building e-commerce websites when I first time I tried a, web, a WordPress one. I just, there was something about, this is something about it that just wasn't logical to me, the way you have to do the yes. menus. And I, I I'm okay with it now, but yeah, I totally get that it's not intuitive to work with WordPress, but Shopify, yeah, I mean, it's, I love Shopify, it's so, so easy. So obviously then you've had your website, is there anything, what's been the the sort of, what's been the most effective way of getting people to your website? Are you doing any promotions or anything like that? How has that gone for you? I think I'm still trying to find that out. If I'm perfectly honest, I I think I've come to the realization that actually it's impossible to do it organically. Perhaps maybe uh, back in the beginning of sort of social media, uh, perhaps it was easier to get to get the attention of people. I think there's noise out there now that actually I realized I, I I struggled and struggled to try and grow it organically, um, and and I didn't have any any success with that. And so obviously now. Now I've gone down the route of um, of Facebook ads, of of Google ads, and 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 get and get some more traffic onto the to the website. But it's a it's actually a, a problem that I battle with yeah. because I find that actually I've I've now got the website where I want it to be, and it is driving the traffic to the website, which is which is a big problem. I actually get a lot of traffic that comes through the Made for Mums, yeah, because of the fact that we won the award. We feature on one of their pages, which is um, I think it's best breastfeeding accessories. Um, oh, that's amazing. Even, or something like that so actually that backlink is incredible that drives a lot of traffic towards my website and that's probably been almost probably one of the most successful things and I guess that's word of mouth isn't it yeah. it's, it's been recommended you know it's a, it's a well-known mother and baby award people know that it's tested properly by real parents and so that actually has probably been the, the, one of the best drivers to get people to the website other than that I am still trying I'm still trying my Facebook ads which seem very hit and miss at yeah, the moment I think everybody's I think a lot of people what we're recording this in what May 2021 a lot of people seem to be struggling with Facebook ads at the moment. And I don't know if it is all this hoo-ha with iOS 14 or whether it's something completely different. But yeah, you're not you're not alone in struggling with that at the moment, I don't think. We just need to hear, but it doesn't yeah. make it any easier. Yeah. Um, so still, you know, I still am trying to find out the best way to drive people towards the website. And so do you do anything like email marketing or anything? Because I suppose it's tricky with this product because it, do people buy more than one? I suppose if you've got, one why would you need two I'm just trying to think out loud because my old e-commerce business was selling to people getting married well like you can't really start trying to sell them something else like if, like unless you assume that they're like only going to be married for a year and then they're going to do it again in another couple of years so is is there any kind of problem with that or do you finding how are you finding people with repeat purchases and that kind of thing yeah so I think I get so a couple of some people will buy two, um, especially if they're using it for sort of the weaning stage and one's getting, you know, particularly messy um, and they want to sort of constantly rotate them around. So they've always got a clean one in their bag or, or things like that. So that we do get some repeat customers and we get people buying for friends. So if they've bought one mm. and they loved it, 
they'll then the next time they have a friend who's pregnant um they will go and and so for some people it's their sort of a lot of my friends it's their kind of go-to product you know one of the families having a baby they're like oh you, you know I'll buy them one of Harriet's covers so that that works quite well I think probably moving forward it would be more useful to have some other products on the yeah on the website that you've then got because I do do um so I do do email marketing but like you say it's it's more sort of people it's almost when people haven't bought mm. they've gone onto the website captured their email through a wheel spin it's then like sort of sort of more tracking those customers and, and selling to them through email marketing if I have a new design or a discount whereas actually getting people to buy another one like you say is you know can be quite quite sort of difficult um because the idea obviously from an eco point of view is that you only do yeah. only buy the one and it can be used over and over again until you pass it on to someone else or you recycle material so you mentioned additional products do you have any ideas yet as to what kind of products you want to expand into because I guess you also you're going to want to keep the same ethos with any additional products that you have that you're keeping your carbon footprint low and all that kind of thing yeah do yeah. you have any ideas yet as what you wanted to add yeah I've got a couple of I've got a couple of ideas um and I spoke to my manufacturer recently about these and he was keen to sort of get some prototype stuff and things like that but again it would go along the lines of having a multi-use and also being manufactured in the UK. And one of the ideas that we came up with sort of uh, is almost sort of reviving the handkerchief. Um, you know, so when your children are tiny, you tend to carry a muslin, um, which sort of does, you know, various jobs. And actually we don't, you know, as you then get old, the children get older, you don't then have that with you. And my husband always jokes because he, from when our son was tiny, started carrying a handkerchief again and got slightly teased by his by his friends. And actually, you know, the amount of times that handkerchief has come out for, you know, various <laughs> injuries. It's been tied around, you know, my son's knee when he's slipped over. It's been, you know, various snotty noses and things like that. Obviously, you know, there's a hygiene issue with, with COVID at the moment. But again, this idea that, you know, perhaps we could go back to using things like that, which are just a lot more sustainable than your plastic packet of, of tissues. So that sort of thing, the, the mama chief, we were thinking about calling oh, it. Lovely. Uh, like um, so something along the lines of that. And, and maybe some more bibs, um, again, not with a plastic coating because then they can't be recycled, but sort of coveralls to wear, you know, maybe when they're a bit bigger and they're doing art and crafts or, you know, mine are uh, three, five and eight and they still get the breakfast cereal down them in the morning. Um, but they won't, you know, <laughs> I'm do something and sometimes I still miss my <laughs> we could all be wearing them um but again sort of you know a beyond a bib kind of product where you know the child's happy to wear it because it's not a bib um and yet you're not getting um toothpaste and, and cereal down the down the front of their tops the minute they wake up yeah um yeah. so again yeah definitely some ideas in the pipeline um but uh, sounds very exciting awesome. yeah sounds, sounds very exciting so it is presumably is it just you in the business at the moment yeah and how do you find that? Because there's a lot of moving parts in any business. How are you coping with that? Because you, you know, you're a school teacher. I presume you didn't have any business experience. What, on that side of things, what what are you finding the challenges? It's very challenging. It's very challenging because you are trying to do everything. Um, and every time I I go into a new area, for example, you know, the Google ads, the Facebook ads. Uh, you know, you're, you're starting, you know, trying to be that person that's got the expertise and you can't possibly have that level of expertise um, that quickly. Yeah. Um, and so I think probably it's got to the stage where I, I think if, if I give it to the end of the year where things pick up and people are going out and the product, you know, people are buying the product again, then I will start to outsource some of the roles in the business because you, you can't grow when you're trying to do all the roles yourself. It's, you know, it's, it's impossible. You know, there's only one of me, there's only some hours in the day, there's three children to look after, yeah. uh, you know, one of which is still a couple of days in nursery. So, you know, I'm not going to be that mum that's sitting in front of the laptop while she's, 
or she's at home with me. Um, and yeah. so it's definitely, it's really hard. And I think, um, I think I was probably quite naive when I set the business up um, thinking, well, yeah, how hard could it, how hard could it be? You know, you have a great product, you stick it on the website, people buy it. It's great. I'll just, you know, package things up in the evening. Off it goes. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not that easy. Um, and so actually, you know, I'm finding that I'm learning uh, you know, loads of new skills, but I can't possibly be an expert in all those areas. And so there comes yeah. a point where you need to, you need to start outsourcing. But have you managed to find any kind of support? Do you have any go-to places that you look for support? Or I mean, that's been difficult with COVID, isn't it? Because, you know, we haven't got, places we can go to network or whatever and actually talk to other business owners and exchange experiences but have you managed to kind of find those kind of groups um yeah so i um there's lots of facebook groups um that are out there um i work a lot with um a lady called Susie olivier who has a has a facebook group called mothers of enterprise a business called mothers of enterprise and it is primarily there to support women like myself who have their own businesses um and she does a, a variety of coaching and courses and things like that so I have done some coaching with her which has been fantastic um and then actually I find that other mums in business are incredibly supportive of each other um you know and actually I've got I've, I've got people online that I speak to who I've never met who are mums in business as well who I will quite often just quickly dm or just you know ring up and just say oh gosh like I'm you know, really struggling with this are you finding this and and people that I've never met, as I said, are just people are really good at reaching out and helping. And I find that incredibly, incredibly useful because you can guarantee that they've they've probably been through the same struggles that that you have. And there's a couple of mums that I've, again, I, you know, I say, again, I've never met them, but I will, you know, on a monthly basis, will ring them up and just have a chat about how things are going. And, you know, like you saying with Facebook ads, it's so good to hear you're not the only one that's having having problems with it or yeah. you know, something else that's come up that, that month that you're struggling with, people will be um, really good at supporting each other so I think it is lonely it is hard sometimes it's difficult to know who to trust and who to turn to mm. my husband's incredibly supportive and quite often I'll bounce ideas off of him but yeah I think it's been that sort of online community of, of mums in my position which has been really really useful yeah we'll have we'll link to that Facebook group in the show notes because obviously that, that sounds like a really valuable resource for the other people who might be in the same position as you just need to as you say, sometimes it's just bouncing ideas off people or somebody to say, oh, you know, I'm, or you say, like, I'm having a really bad day and people go, it's OK, it's fine. Just have a whinge and then we'll all support you and you move on. And it's sometimes you just need that sense of community. Recently with the Ecom Growth Hub as well, um, that was a by one of the mums as well who who I'd been speaking to and and sort of sharing the sort of problems that we've been having and, and she referred me into them which I think a different level of support but you know again nice to have a group there that you can go to and even if you're not sort of interacting it's quite useful just to read through the comments sometimes you know you don't have to sort of be commenting all the time it's it's I think that's for me has been really useful definitely. Thinking forward what's your vision I mean we've heard a little bit of, about of, of your vision obviously you want to expand your product range any other plans, you know, in five years time, where, where would you like to be with the business, do you think? I think with the challenges of um, e-commerce, I think, uh, and, I've, and I've sort of started this in the last month, really, I, I would really like to get the product to wholesale and, and into retailers. I think there is a market for it. There are bigger sort of baby stores out there who... Um, 
who I think would be interested in the product. And it would be lovely to see it into some shops. And if I could move to a more wholesale model, I think that would be really, that would be really fantastic because it would mean actually that I could, I could ship the e-com orders from my home, wherever that might be, because we're <laughs> constantly moving and, yeah. um, you know, it's nice to have the, the freedom. And actually, if I could move the business more into a wholesale model, then actually the, the covers can go straight from the manufacturer to the shop. Yeah. Uh, and then it sort of takes the pressure off me and I sort of then become, I think then I kind of move myself out of the business slightly and that enables me to grow. And it means that actually it's not constantly, the pressure isn't always on me going to the post office and getting the orders out. Yeah. Actually, if I just become the sort of person in the middle that's just sort of making things happen, yeah. um, so to speak, then I think that would enable me to, to grow as well, um, which would be fantastic. So I'd like to see, I, I, you know, I'd really like to see it move in that direction as well. That sounds like a really good plan, I must admit. You just mentioned that you're moving a lot. Uh, well, obviously you're moving a lot because you're you're an, an army spouse. I don't. Well, is, that's up, am I politically correct to call you an army wife these days? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> logistically speaking, if you were suddenly moved overseas, which I guess is perfectly possible, isn't it? Do you have a contingency plan in place for things like that, or would you just kind of wing it and make do? <laughs> With the. Um... I think it's quite difficult. So actually, we, we are. My husband's actually in the process of leaving the army. Okay. Um, so I think that the sort of the overseas um, sort of element is probably out of out of um, the realm of possibility at the moment. Um, and so I think more. And but I don't think I think we will continue to move as we sort of you know he transitions careers and we find out where we want to sort of base ourselves. Um, so I think the fact that I can I can work from home, it's you know it's econ based, is perfect. Because actually, all I have to do, I I carry some. You can see my organization behind me i carry some stock with me which means i can fulfill the, the wholesale orders and the e-com orders which is fine i can just i can do that from anywhere yeah um, and actually at the moment you know during covid the actual the, the postman was picking up the, the parcels from the house which is amazing i was just yeah. paying message at home and, and he was taking them with him which is great so actually i can do that that from anywhere which is which is fantastic um and as i say well, if it moves to more wholesale um then that's even better because that means that i don't actually touch the product at all it just goes straight from the manufacturer out to out to wholesale so um yeah i think us moving overseas would probably would probably just put a slight spanner in the works um i wouldn't pull it out but <laughs> slightly less likely now that we're moving away from from military yeah. life um, yeah. It would be a problem posting the 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 e-commerce. It probably need a fulfillment um, center by then, I think. Which is yeah, which is fine. I suppose you could cross that bridge when you came to it. And yeah, if you had a UK fulfillment center, then your your all your as you've said, all your role is managing, organizing, and being the one that has. Then you'd have the time, I guess, then to do that promotion to get yourself out there to try and find more wholesale yeah. leads, more retail opportunities and that kind of thing sounds yeah would be wonderful so I wish you every success because as you as we've seen and it's and it been demonstrated by the fact that you've won awards it's a great product um I've never had anything like this when I was raising my kids that was many moons ago um but you're quite right I was always carrying some kind of muslin over my shoulder I always had a spare blanket we always had bibs but galore and yeah and with four kids I, I had four under six at one stage wow. yeah it would have been very nice to have something <laughs> that fulfilled all those roles um I probably would have had to have two with that many kids under six but still <laughs> instead of a whole bag full of various things to do various jobs so an amazing idea and well done for coming up with it and for kind of getting it this far and 
I wish you every success in taking it to the next level and getting yourself out there. And I'm looking forward to popping into is mother care. Mother care is not in existence anymore. Is it? Might be John Lewis, I think. Yeah, popping into John Lewis and actually seeing one of your cover mules on the shelf. That would Very be exciting. Fantastic. That would be that would be a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, that'd be amazing. Really Wish you every success. And thanks ever so much for taking the time to come and talk to me today. It's been wonderful. Thank you for inviting me to, to come on and chat. It's been it's been fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.